welcome to Good Show, the podcast helping you answer one of the most daunting questions in television. What am I watching next? I'm Brandon Sharp. And I'm Anthony Mako. And on this episode of Good Show, we are discussing Only Murders in the Building. Only Murders in the Building is a Hulu original that aired for the first time in August of 2021. It was created by Steve Martin and John Hoffman and stars Steve Martin, Martin Short, and Selena Gomez. This murder mystery sitcom follows three true crime podcast-loving neighbors as they attempt to uncover the truth in the untimely death of another resident in their New York City building and launch a podcast of their own. Well, Anthony, I pitched this show to you. Yeah, it was all you. You have indicated that you enjoyed yourself. I didn't. Yeah, loved it. What was that initial thing that really, like what hooked you initially? You know, what's funny is you see Martin Short and Steve Martin on a playbill or, you know, whatever you see their names up there on the, above the show. Yeah. It stood out to me. I, I, it's a draw for sure. You're not the one that I heard about the show from. You are the one that pushed me to watch it. And I think I was thinking something else was going to come out of this. Maybe probably my hesitancy at first was I'm looking for, um, I'm trying to be cutting edge. I'm looking for new, you know, something like that. I don't know. I'm that's subconscious by the way. I'm not trying to be cool, but I am trying to be cool. <laughs> so it's like, well, why would I go back there? Like we we've been there and why would I do that? Um, which I, which I don't think this show does, which is great to report, but it was basically you that pushed me over the edge, but yeah. the humor in it is what kept me with it. I'm like, it, mm-hmm. I'm laughing hard immediately. It's very funny the whole time. And so it didn't take me a while to get the start to get into the humor. It didn't take me a while to get into the, uh, I was just already laughing. So why wouldn't I keep watching it? It didn't take three episodes to get into it. It's just like, Oh, we're there already. Yeah. The, the humor slips its arm around you and wraps you up like a warm blanket is the best way I can describe it. Like this is my, this is my type of funny. It doesn't slap you in the face, which is like one extreme. Yeah. And it's not like dark comedy where you're not even sure if you should be laughing. This, this is my sweet spot right here. It's, yeah, it's funny because this is not my sweet spot. Yeah. It is. It's also so funny that it it made me overcome that because the, I I thought many many times while watching the show, yeah, this isn't really my kind of humor, but it's still definitely really funny. Mm. Uh, so that's mm. really funny that you describe it that way. And I I would have said this is a little more your style humor and and less mine, but still very funny to me. I will say I had three or four people recommend this show before I finally watched it. Mm. I think I was thinking something similar. Like, do I really want to watch a couple of old tired guys in a murder mystery with a a Disney channel star that I'm not really a huge fan of? This just doesn't seem like my cup of tea. I like Martin short and Steve Martin. I like them plenty. I like their old stuff. I think I was kind of thinking, let's keep them in the old stuff. I'll watch their old stuff. Maybe I'm not going to watch their new stuff. I've also seen a couple of them recently, and they're showing their age. Yeah. I think Martin Short was in The Morning Show, and he's kind of a creeper in that. Yeah, that he's, was a bad character. For, he's not a good uh, guy. And No, no, he's a terrible person in, in The Morning yeah. Show, which just didn't set him up well. And there was no reason for him to make that departure um, this late in his career. It's like he's got a... People love yeah. him. Why would you do that? But I mean, it didn't sour me toward him, but it was, it was certainly it's yeah, it's, I mean, he does a good job, but he's playing <laughs> a really yeah. gross person. So it's not fun. 
also, Steve Martin was on something, and I know he's doing some banjo stuff, yeah. and I was just like, man, he's not really the same guy that I remember from Three Amigos or, you know, whatever else, but they are great together yes. in this show, and the a little bit of the, the premise, they're neighbors, and it's like, oh, they don't really know each other. But they fall into this old married couple shtick instantly, yeah. and it keeps you in the show the whole. I mean, they're the they they are the thing that that make this show work for sure. Yeah, and I think they both evolved not evolved not that they needed to grow at all, but I guess what I mean is they didn't try and be the old person. They didn't try and be the old Steve Martin. They didn't try and be the old Martin. Right. Sheen. Although it's it has echoes of that for sure. It's definitely yeah. their personalities, but they. Um, could have jumped back and tried to be their young, spry, whatever selves, which I think would have been annoying at this point. And they both, mm-hmm. they both held it loosely and were very casual about it. And I think that may, their their humor is more understated than it used to be, which is a beautiful thing to watch. Absolutely, and I you know I think the addition of Selena Gomez as kind of the new straight man. You know, I, if you watch some of their old stuff, Steve Martin was kind of the straight yeah. man. Martin Short was more silly. Yeah, but Selena gets to play the straight man here, and these two guys kind of take on new characters um, in this the now trio. What kind of uh, feel would you say this show has? I was thinking somewhere around a two, like a premium sitcom. What what were you? Yeah, I would say a premium sitcom. It's definitely well. It looks really nice. I it actually looks great. I, I think it has a. It's funny that you mentioned the morning show because I think it looks like nowhere. We're not in the same neighborhood at all of mood as the morning show, but I think it looks like the morning show. It looks like a, a cable or a, a streaming service high budget show, and just yep. kind of the a lot of this takes place in these apartments, and all the apartments are decked out, decoration look. Mm. it's it's shot really well so it yeah premium for sure i even think some of the marketing and the artwork it has a real attractive look to it gave it kind of a i don't know a, a graphic designy um, like the colors are really cool the the opening credits oh interesting yeah yeah, yeah. probably yeah. some of my favorite opening credits like one of the few shows that I'll I'll let the credits play, like that opening video, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll let that play every time I won't skip it because I enjoy it so much. The scoring is really great. The, yep. There's just a lot of things that give it a premium feel. No doubt premium. I think some of the stuff is these sort of uh, jokes that are there for you if you want to pick up on them or like the entire score is essentially joking mm-hmm. about the podcast serial. Yeah. Like it's all mimicking the music from serial, the theme song yeah. from serial like every little bit of the show is a joke and, and sort of a sat satirical reference if you're if you're there to look at it. So sometimes that was like, okay, I get the joke now, but <laughs> yeah. now you've committed the all the music to the series sounds like the podcast serial. So now like we've circled around to just like stealing that and nobody came up with a new idea. But I can guarantee it started as a joke because it obviously references what's going on in the show. So Yeah, and the um also the <laughs> this is, I don't need to get to the, the scene where he's got his little mini accordion scoring yeah. like his monologue. Yeah. yeah. That's super I mean, Steve Martin. Yeah. Oh yeah yeah, yeah. 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 So many, I, I, there's something funny about uh, we're getting really meta here doing a podcast about a show about guys doing a podcast and they love podcasts. Yeah. There's just a lot of podcasts. I was actually going to ask you how much they're making fun of us in this show. Like, I mean, well, they're making fun of us for sure. <laughs> yeah, I feel it. For I sure. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, especially I mean, there's one there's one scene where the guys jump in uh, the car with these other guys. I'm like, yeah, we're starting our podcast. Yeah, we got one and they're too. like, yeah, we got one, too. 
Yeah. Oh, give it at the old college. It yeah. was, I don't know. It's just funny. Cause I feel like that's yeah. typical. I've been, do, I, you know, I haven't been doing podcasts that long, but it, it does kind of feel like, Oh, how many, how many downloads are you getting? You know, it's just kind of the, you know, like a benchmark thing, but uh, I don't know. This is, this is funny and very meta for sure. Oh, super meta. Yeah. And also some of it's, it's pretty funny with uh, bringing in Selena Gomez, as you mentioned, as the straight man and sort of exploiting the, how, how do I want to say this? Exploiting the way that people like Steve Martin and Mart, Martin Short would look at that generation. Like, yeah. As oh grumpy about everything, yep. whining about everything. It's it, that I thought was I mean from the beginning I was like that's genius. Take mm-hmm. the stereotypes of a Selena Gomez type, and it's the new straight man against these goofy old guys. So it just works perfectly. We've talked a little bit about the characters, of course. Steve Martin, Martin Short, two main guys. They're great. How do you feel about Selena Gomez specifically? Uh, she was like the standout surprise of the show for me. I cannot okay. believe, I thought she did a great job. Now her job was sort of easy. I think there you go. Being like being her, like I just said a minute ago, being herself is all she had to do. Cause all the jokes are based around the premise that like, she thinks they're nerds. So like all she has to do is be a somewhat snobby millennial and yeah. it all works, but she does it really well. And I, I like, I guess all I could say is I was very surprised at how well she did. That was part of the reason I was like, what in the world is going on? That's part of the thing that kept me from watching the show. I'm like, what in the world is going on with Selena Gomez being in the show? I'm very impressed with at least her in this show. I don't, I'm not going to run out and see everything she ever does, but she does a great (laughs) job in the show and certainly doesn't bring down the credibility of the show at all. That's a fair statement. I, I don't want to dunk on her. I don't think she was great, but I also don't think she had to be that great. So, right, right. So I won't say she takes anything away from the show. It kind of sounds like I'm saying a trained monkey could have done her job. That's no, no, not no. what I'm that's not what I mean. She she does do this thing very well. And I do agree the added layer of the, the millennial character and kind of poking fun at the old fogies and them using some lingo and some slang. It's it's a it's a great shtick. Yes. It's a great club to have in your bag. Yeah. And I think it is one of the appealing things about this show. If it had just been Steve Martin and Martin Short running around the city trying to figure out or running around the apartment building trying to figure out this murder, I think it would have fallen a little flat. It would have just seemed out of touch like like that fourth Indiana Jones movie and who knows what the fifth's going to be like. You know, just kind of yeah. like oh, these guys are too old to be doing this, but it does the fact that it's like laced with this um, young generation, I think it does it does give it that extra thing that it needs that X, that X factor. Yeah, and let me let me agree with you and offer a sort of counterpoint, which is Selena Gomez is not good enough at acting to try and keep up with Steve Martin and Martin Short, which is what exactly what this show needed. Because think about bringing in any comedian comedic actor to try and play with these two guys they're gonna try they're gonna try and keep up and i I think it might have just helped that selena gomez can't like i like you said no offense to selena gomez but she can't keep up with them like it's not Mm -hmm. even possible so why would i try i'm just gonna be myself i also don't know enough about her to know what she's like and how well she's acting. I just don't know. I, I literally don't know anything about Selena Gomez. So, so I, I think what we're saying here is that kudos to the casting director. Yes. I mean, he, he nailed that 
I mean, he definitely got the most out of Selena Gomez. I wish I could be a fly on the wall in all those conversations where he, he or she, this casting person came in and was like, all right, Selena Gomez. And they're like, what? You know, the execs are like, I'm thinking, yeah, I'm thinking like, all right, we need someone who can be a little snobby, someone who's, you know, pretty young still. Yeah. Um, someone who you think would probably makes fun of her grandpa. And I feel like there's a lot of people who could have filled, uh, this role, but she did play that part. Well, yeah, I thought she, I mean, I thought she was great. I don't want to, I don't want to pile on because I wouldn't have wanted anything more from her. You know? Yeah. There's also some really, really good sort of cameos in the show. They're, they, they stick around for a little bit, but like, Mm -hmm. as always, Jane Lynch is incredible. I thought, uh, she really stood out for me. And the, the, I'm not going to give away what she does, I suppose, but the the whole premise behind what she was and how, like how her relationship was hilarious in itself. It's just all these things that pile on. So how do you feel like the story clipped along? Does it move pretty well? Yeah. I love the, I love the sitcom, the short episode. I love how, you know, I love flying through episodes, honestly. Yeah. Uh, you feel like it moves at a good pace though? I do. I, uh, there, and there's enough going on in the story another surprising thing for me is is that there's enough meat in this story because it's all sort of a joke. There's enough meat to keep it going. Uh, and so it, but I I feel like it moves along pretty well. I'd like to address that actually, because the show is funny, but there is a serious ish ness to the murder mystery part of it. It's not slapstick, like the movie clue or something that's like ultra silly. It's not slipping on banana peels. It's it does have a serious tone to it, especially the crime and some of the like the things they're investigating. There and is you, and you actually are trying to figure out. Yeah, it who is did a, this. It is a it is, yeah, it is a real murder mystery. Yeah. Steve Martin and Martin Short add lots of humor to it. It's a fu- it's a very funny show and I would call it a sitcom. It's just not super like slapstick or silly. It's uh, it is it is kind of an interesting lacing of the two of the two genres. We're gonna need to come up with like a, for the rest of this episode. We need a, a pet name for Steve Martin and Martin Short because it's just hard to run. The, or say Martin Short first, I guess Martin Short and Steve Martin. Well, that feels you, weird too. If you say uh, Steve and Martin, or yeah, uh, Martin and Short, or Steve like, Steve Martin Short, yeah, like, they're combine them. <laughs> you can't use their first names or their last right, names. Yeah, it doesn't work. The writing. What do you think? Excellent. Just from a, from a comedic standpoint, for sure. And then also the story is good enough to, like you just said, it stand on its own outside of just being there to hold the comedy up. It's not just, it's not just the structure of the comedy. We're doing Mm -hmm. two things at once. Although we just sort of recently talked about this, this dramedy switch uh, in TV. This isn't a dramedy though. This is not a dramedy. Um, So it's not like that either. So it, it it is sort of a unique thing. I agree with sitcom, but it's certainly more special than most sitcoms. I I think a dramedy to me is I, I referenced this uh, during our reservation dogs episode, a dramedy to me, like it defaults as a drama. Like when it's sitting back in its seat, it's a drama with really funny moments. This, this absolutely is a funny show with serious moments. So I would definitely consider it a sitcom. Yeah. And probably one of the differences is that each character has depth. Yeah. 
and and you get to learn that depth, which is is a nice little bonus. But each character has a, a backstory. You get to learn some of the backstory. It's not just all fun and games through the past. It's not that it doesn't matter anything about their life. Like each of their lives matter, and their faults are out there, and 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 part of you know they're trying to solve a murder. So those things pop up as part of you know their investigation process. So you do learn all these things about them and it's not just straight up. Like you don't know Jerry Seinfeld's demons from his childhood. Mm-hmm. You don't know how his mom treated him or well, wait, do right. you know, but you, whatever, you know, like, no, that's a good point. That's um, a good point. The, the characters are more three dimensional in this. They're, they're more fleshed out. Yeah. Uh, there's definitely more to dig into there. Yeah. I, I feel like one nice thing about this show is the twists seem real like they uh, they're believable they actually do they're 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 real enough to fool you i think is my point I, th- yeah. I think it it isn't i think if it were too silly you would see some of the twists and turns from a mile away you've indicated that you figured out the show pretty early on but i had a I feel sp- like it, i had a special reason why uh, yeah i feel like it's a very it's a small ish yeah. population that yes. would be able to do that based on activities that you've not to be too mysterious yeah we can't well we can't say it so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it it would it would wreck it it would ruin ruin the mystery well but i think Um, you know we might talk about this a little bit more later but but basically the way i would put it is all the information is there though as you're watching um Mm -hmm. which has annoyed me recently in other shows so are we Seeing a renaissance of the whodunit genre, I can think of quite a few shows yeah. and movies recently that have dipped back into this this genre, if you will. What do you think? Certainly in a different way, we are seeing, I think, a renaissance of it. It's funny to say that, I suppose, in the in the middle of like the Dick Wolf TV show era where like he's got five whodunits out every week by the way that's not a comparison this show is nothing like that but i would differentiate those two but absolutely but what's but but what's the difference then in this whodunit is it over like what's the difference between this and and a dick wolf show a whodunit would remind you of playing the game clue i think that is the best way i can describe it all the players are there sure 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 all the pieces are on the board A, a dick wolf that's a procedural. Those are cop procedurals to me. Yeah, yeah. You know, and there is some element of mystery there, but they are they're different to me. They're com- they're completely different. No, I, think. I agree they're different. I'm asking why they're different. I agree they're massively. They're nowhere near the same. I get, but hmm. I, I get, I get what you're saying. Here's all the pieces here, which is one of my favorite things about this show is that all the pieces are there, and you know, it's more theatrical. It's more like a play. No, honestly, yeah, yeah, there's yeah. there's more uh, there's more of those elements to it. Yeah, that's the best that's the best way I can I can think and describe it. I think of also like a movie like Knives Out, which mm-hmm. really to me started this this rebirthing or renaissance of the whodunit. Of course, that's a movie, but uh, it, there's also like a like a fun, like they're they have like a fun element to them and yeah, I would say there were th- that genre was, you know, a little tired and we hadn't seen a lot of it, but uh, something like Knives Out and something like Only Murders in the Building has really gone a long way to breathe new life into those into this genre. Well, I think we saw a, I think we saw a series of tries at trying to revitalize the Who Done It game night, 
there was a movie called Game Night, and there mm-hmm. was uh, it's not exactly the same, but horrible bosses sort of connect. Like those were done really poorly, I think. But I think they yeah. were sort of trying to revive this and weren't balanced. That's what this show does brilliantly. You can't put a whodunit out there only as the structure for jokes to happen, because then it'll yep. just be about the jokes. And if you have no no bones in in the skeleton of the plot then it's not going to work at all. This show and others, Knives Out, you know, shows like that, they balance that really well. And I wonder if it's coming from, they, some people wanted to revive this and we saw it done poorly for a bit and now we're seeing it done a lot better. Yeah, I think there's also, there, there are a couple that are, they have like a teen feel to them. Peacock released one that was called One of Us is Lying. Uh, a- Apple TV has a new one called After Party, mm-hmm, I think. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I watched Dave. A, I watched a little bit of that actually. Okay, Dave Franco, right? Is like he's the, in there. I yeah. It, well, they each. I actually didn't. I don't even know if I finished the first full episode. Because, well, I mean, in the trailer, he dies. So I know it's all about him. Oh, he is I mean, the that, one that dies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. in the trailer. So yeah, I, I assume that's not a big secret. No, yeah, you're right. That's that's what they're trying to solve. But I think then it, each episode is a different person, and that's all based on improv. Okay, none of that is written, and it's all ba- they're all like fabulous. Mm. They're all fabulous improvers. Interesting. Um, so that's sort of the the game that's going on there. Is you give them a chance, and I think you know Tiffany Haddish is the detective. She pulls people in and interviews them. Tiffany Haddish. That's yeah, right. Okay. She pulls them in and inter- interviews them. So essentially each character gets an episode. So that would also be sort of a different idea, I think too, but that's, I gotcha. That, I mean, improv on improv shows are getting a bit of a Renaissance themselves, but I mean, to connect it to that, I remember when the pandemic hit mm-hmm. um, and people were locked down for quite a while. I remember people making comments about how some pretty creative stuff was probably going to come out of this. Like some, yeah. like we were going to get into a different era of film and television, not only because theaters are closing or, you know, they were closed and now people aren't going back in droves. And so uh, mm-hmm. it's going to shift to TV more and more talent will go to TV, but also just like people had time to sit at home and come up with super creative stuff. Yeah. And I don't know if that's how this timed out exactly, but it certainly fits within all these, some of these new things we're seeing where it's like, whoa, this is a new thing. So you, we talked about this for a, for a second, but how, how do you feel like something like only murders in the building differs from crime thrillers? And when I, when I say crime thriller, I think of something like mayor of Easttown. Yeah. What's a way in which you think they they differ the most? I don't think you're terribly um, you're not emotionally connected to the resolution. You you're curious about the resolution, but you're not like in which one? In in uh only murders. Okay. Yeah. So, so like it's it's lighter and it's like of course you want to know who killed this person, but I was never like feeling bad for them or anybody. That's involved. a good point. And I mean, I was to some extent, but nowhere near you. You're not emotionally invested in the relationships that are, that are set out before you like mayor of East town. I have a different beef with that, but anyway, we'll get to that. I'm sure in a second. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's more about the ride. It's more about the yes. way that they get to the, the resolution. I think, I think that's a good point. Actually something I didn't really, hadn't really thought of. That's exactly right too, by the way, with the rest of these shows, you're basically just trying to get to the end of it. 
Yeah. And this one, you it'll be fun to think about the end of it when you get there, and it'll be nice to check that off the list and to have an answer to a question you've had for a while, but you're enjoying the journey there anyway. You don't need to mm-hmm. get there too fast. So I'm very curious, because it's renewed for a second season. I'm very curious where they're going to go and how this is how this holds yeah. up beyond one season. Cause I'm curious. I wonder if it should have been a limited series rather than a, maybe, <laughs> we'll, I mean, we'll it see. does seem, it does seem rather limited. Yeah. I mean, it does seem like <laughs> how on earth many murders are happening in this building. Well, and I, should you still be living there? That's fine. If there's, that's, More than one. That's funny because that's like the last joke they make. It's like, oh, this is continue. I, this isn't giving anything away too bad, I don't think. But oh, this is continuing, and then they, oh, maybe we should. <laughs> I, I think they might even say maybe we should change this name of this podcast to only murderers in the building instead mm. of only murders. There you go. By the way, the reason the podcast is called only, or the show is called only murders in the building, is because that's the framework that they set up in the first place when they're going to start this podcast. They're like, are we just starting a mur- murder mystery podcast or whatever? And they're like, no, yeah. we're only going to talk about murders that right. happen in our building. Yeah, because Martin Short's character says there was a murder in the park the other night. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Steve Barton goes, no, no, only murders in the building. Yeah. In a real baritone voice. It was, I, I liked it. Let me come back then to the thing I said we were going to talk about in a second, because here's what I love about this show and yeah. that I don't love about things like Mayor of Easttown and a couple others. And it's that you, in this show, when you get to the end, you're not going to say, well, where the heck did that come from? Mm -hmm. It makes sense the whole time you had all the information you needed. Because I do think that's sort of fun to spend your time trying to figure out what happened. And a new theme in shows like Mayor of Easttown. And also there was a show called Broad Church that I watched. It was, I think it was a BBC show, but it's, it's on Netflix. Yep. Mayor of Easttown and Broadchurch has had this thing where it was like the person <laughs> I'm about to ruin three shows at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the one we're doing. Just don't ruin our show. <laughs> so the person who did it, you would have no way of knowing. Yeah. Up until the very end. And it's just like, Oh, well, by the way, it was, it was John. Welcome, John. We've never met you before. Like how would we have known that could possibly be the case? And that's pretty disingenuous by the writers. Right. I think. Yeah writing above the audience is i guess what i would call that it that and that again this is it's like playing game of clue yeah only and this is what really separates the whodunit from a crime thriller i think you have all the pieces. all the pieces are on the board it's it's really if you if you're smart enough and you notice enough details and you're intuitive you can figure this out you you're able to figure it out early on i'll tell you a funny story about a show like this when i watched broad church you're gonna ruin another one no i go. won't but here's what started the sour taste in my mouth i'm watching broad church it was pretty good like it's uh the person who plays the queen now or she just ended oh, her run as the i know queen. you're talking about she's in really crown? good yeah in the crown yeah She's really good, but I can't remember. Yeah. She, she's in Broadchurch. She's one of the detectives. So it's a really, really good show. And so is Doctor Who. I don't remember anybody's name. I just remember the other things they were in. <laughs> he was Doctor Who for a while. Anyway, so yeah, yep, I, know I, who you're talking about. I watched like all, like say there's 10 episodes. I watched nine episodes and I'm like on the edge of my seat waiting to see who commits this murder or whatever. And then somehow I must have either like dozed off or something, but Netflix took me to season two of Broadchurch. Mm. but I wasn't paying attention. So I just went ahead. It was on episode one. I'm like, I'm not on episode one. I'm going to the last episode. So I went to the last episode to come to find out that season two is all about the trial of the person who did the murder in season one. Mm. 
So literally I turn on this, the season finale of season two and it's like guilty and it shows the person like, so it ruined my entire, oh my and I was in such a bad mood because I was, <laughs> I didn't like who it was. It was totally out of left field. That sounds like a comedy of events though. It, oh, it was a comedy of events, but it really made me mad. Netflix it's, got you good. And it honestly soured me toward the whole thing. It, it bothered me. Anyway, back to the show we're talking about. Yeah. All of that is available to you and you can have fun along the way trying to sort of solve this mystery. But you know what else is funny about it? I've actually, I remember making this comment about other shows we've talked about. The show doesn't wink at you. This show winks at you the whole time, and that's what's so good about it. Each person that comes into the room, it's like, oh, they could have done it. Mm-hmm. Instead of like having to hide who who it might be, they're just like point. They're shining the spotlight around the whole room, like it's it's yep. and it's the right way to do it for this sort of show because it keeps the humor going. It's also like you're you're watching an episode, and you're like, all right, I've got these characters figured out. Mm-hmm. I've got I've got them on lock, and then they start introducing. You know, if there's an episode where they introduce like four new characters, you're like, woo, woo, woo. Yeah. I, I, I just now got this, you know, got this, these guys figured out. I can't handle all these new ones, you know, all in a row. Yeah, like for this. sure. A show like Mayor of Easttown also, and I've heard Broadchurch, I feel like they're a little depressing. They're just they're oh, dreary, yeah. Yeah, gloomy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's just something. I mean, they're captivating. They'll keep you yeah. enthralled. But it is all about getting to the end. And it's not fun. The process isn't it, it fun. It doesn't seem fun like this show. No. This show is a blast to watch. There is just a, you know it when you see it type mentality when you get the whodunit versus a crime thriller. Well, And you, you just, know what? The motivation for these the writers or whatever, while you're watching these shows, like in a show like Mare of Easttown or like some of the movies like Gone Girl or, you know, some of those, yeah. those sort of mystery shows, for you to care who did it, they have to take it into such a dark area that, mm-hmm. that you're absolutely like, I have to know who did this or else I'm not going to be able to like sleep tonight. Yeah. So until I know, and that's the only way they can get you to emotionally invest in the show. Only murders in the building doesn't have to do that at all because it's, it's just a different feel. Like you said, it's lighthearted and they don't have to be gross. Like the, the murder that takes place is not really gross at all. It's like, you know, it's just kind of, I mean, it's, it is a little bit, but it's not, it's slightly grisly. And I would, yeah. So I would say it's grisly enough to be real. Yeah. Right. And I think that was my point earlier. There are things that make this believable and real while being funny. It's not, it's not super silly. Like, like it may seem when you're watching the trailer or something. You're right. Um, one more question. How perfect are Martin and Martin and short together? Yeah. I mean, we talked about this actually probably quite a lot, but I think that they do have this. If I can just barge ahead here, I do feel like they have this old married couple um, mm-hmm. rat-a-tat-ness to them that is timeless. Honestly, it, it really is the the draw for me. It, it really is the thing that kept me watching. Yeah, I even also think it's, because uh, I would tend to think it would be something like a married couple as well, but I almost think it's a, a little, no offense to my wife, it's almost like better than that. It's like, yeah. uh, and what I mean by that is just that the married old married couple is a played out story. Um, sure. But they are just like, now they're not playing best friends in the show, but you can always no. you can tell that they're 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 best friends. They're playing together, which I think is. It occurred to me while watching the show, like why not let funny, smart, good actor people who are best friends, like let them have their idea and run with it. Because I've seen yeah. that work out really well recently, mm-hmm. and it's just like 
this is the sort of special thing that happens when you let, you just don't think you're supposed to open up. Well, work isn't going to work with somebody you enjoy hanging out with and just having fun for a while, but some insanely creative and really good stuff can come out of that sort of relationship. And it's shown here. They are perfect together. They're even better together than I thought they were going to be together. And I thought they were going to be perfect together. It's funny. There, there was one thing and I was like, this is their relationship. Steve Martin plays a retired actor and he played like an old cop on television named Brazos. Yeah. And there was a scene, there's a scene really early on where, uh, you know, they're, they're meeting someone new and Martin Short's character goes, Oh no, no, no. He was on a show called Bozos. Was it? (laughs) Yeah. It's just like this little rim shot, you know, funny moment that, you know, people that didn't really know people that don't really know each other probably wouldn't make. Right. But like these guys, it sounds perfect for them. It just like, right. It's like, yeah, they, they're, they're ribbit on each other. These guys are old friends here. We, you know, we get the joke. It's great though. It is. It's just, it's so great. Yeah. And it's sort of a, sometimes I feel like Hollywood or whatever tries its best to, it's like everybody's jockeying for power and position and whatever. And so like two people that were successful together, they're going to separate them for a while because, well, we can't have them together again. Cause you'll think too much about them. Cause it immediately pops yeah. in my head is like Will Arnett and Jason Bateman. Mm-hmm. They're probably not going to be in a lot of shows together anymore because they were so good in Arrested Development. But let them yeah. play, like let them get together and play, because I think that's what Martin, the Steve Martin shorts here. That's what they show here. Like let us have fun. We know, like we're just natural together. We know how to flow. Obviously, they're not just making the whole show up as they go. Still, there is a chemistry. Coming back to the marriage analogy, uh, you can't fake the chemistry, and it doesn't just have to come from a romantic uh chemistry yeah i mean and this is how someone like seth rogan has made his fortune oh sure yeah yeah yeah. literally writing movies for his friends and done so uh to great success that's a phenomenal point because if james franco were doing some of the movies that he was doing not Mm -hmm. written by i i would hate the movie but i like oh what's, what's that the one where Brian Cranston's his dad uh, I forget but there's a movie where James <laughs> or his it's his uh, father-in-law going to be his father-in-law the whole thing is if I look at it objectively it's stupid and it's it's just not a good show but it works because it's friends working with yeah. friends I think well I'm going to cut that out because now that I mentioned it I can't even remember if Seth Rogen wrote that so that'd be a really bad example <laughs> or maybe it'll be one of those things i say i'm going to cut it out and then i don't cut it out for the sake of comedy we're getting meta like only murderers in the building now Anthony, here's what I want you to do now. I want you to sell me on a show I haven't seen. Okay, I will. And then and then I'll sell you on a show, but you go first. Did you just come up with this idea? We're going to sound new. We've done it. Oh, okay. We've been. We've done it, it yeah. a couple times, right? Yes, we have. Okay, here's what I'm going to pitch you this week uh, because I believe there's a new season. Well, but probably by the time it's already out, by the time we post this episode. But um, Formula One Drive to Survive. It's on Netflix. Oh. I, I'm shocked that I liked it, but um, this was a pandemic pickup for me. Um, I I didn't watch it recently. I watched it quite a while ago. I think like early pandemic, I picked it up because I heard somebody recommend it, and I was just like, well, whatever. I got nothing else to do. Um, and it's just it basically follows the Formula One season 
uh, which is Euro. Well, not, not, it's basically Euro NASCAR only way better. Um, only way better. Yeah. Yeah. Way better. And it, it follows them over the course of several seasons. There's three seasons out. And, uh, yeah. because the formula one season just ended a little bit ago, season four is about to come out this week as we're recording. I think it comes out March 11th. So, um, I was surprised how much I really, really enjoyed it and really got into, I think because I assumed it was NASCAR-esque, I'm not a NASCAR fan, mostly because they drive in a circle the whole time. I think that's the problem Mm -hmm. for me. It's not any sort of like uh, stereotyping. It's just like circles. It seems odd. And Formula One is not like that. It's not circles. So that's helpful. Yeah. Believe it or not, they invest way, way, way more money in Formula One races um, and so it's just unbelievable. And, and it's, these guys are superstars just mostly everywhere except America. Uh, so yep. it's very interesting, but to watch that there's strong personalities and there's only, I think 16, 16 or 19 drivers. And we're talking about like just the elite drivers and, and it's, so it just, it's like a docu series. It follows them. And, uh, it's, it was very interesting for me. And the funny thing is, um, I recommend you watch it, but also I still, even though I love the show, I still never seen a formula one race. I don't care about the races. I, but the, but the way the sausage is made is very interesting to me. You know, it's funny. I'm actually kind of surprised. I haven't seen this. It's in my, my, my list on, uh, on Netflix. Um, and I love formula one. I love Le Mans. And I've, I've seen, there's a, there's a movie, it's kind of a documentary called the 24 hour war. And it's about Ford going, um, to Le Mans mm. with the, uh, GT 40 mm-hmm. to beat Ferrari. And then they, of course they made the Ford versus Ferrari movie. That movie's great by the way. Uh, oh, I love it. Yeah. I love that movie. Yeah. I'm actually really shocked. I haven't seen this series though. It, it's always looked really good. You know, what's funny too, is if you liked, like, I didn't know anything about that, but then there was the movie about, uh, with, with um, <laughs> I don't remember anyone's names, Thor and uh, yeah, yeah, rush, the rush. Movie rush. So the, I saw rush and then I saw Ford versus Ferrari. So those things started to pique my interest on the, mm-hmm. on the racing front. And then that made me way more open to watching this when I saw it. Um, yeah. so if you like those sorts of movies, you'll definitely like this. It is wild though. Actually, it's not that surprising, but it's wild how like, because we have our NASCAR, we are uh, almost in a bubble. Like we have, we haven't heard of any of these superstars in a similar situation. It's a, it's similar with premier soccer. Yeah, per, yeah, yeah. So it would be like another good example. Um, I mean, I think we, that's a great example because soccer is the biggest sport in the world. Right. I think actually cricket is, but soccer is a huge sport in the world. And it's cricket n- because of India though. Correct. Right. I mean, yeah, yeah. as far as like countries that it touches, I think soccer's bigger. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. So, but it's similar. It's very similar. So like soccer's not, it's growing here, but not huge. And yeah. formula one is massive everywhere else. There is by the way, though, an American race, yeah, Sorry, okay. North American. So th- there's a race in Austin every year, part of the F1 okay. circuit. And there's no American driver, I don't think, either. Yeah, not surprising. Yeah. Not surprising. I mean, NASCAR has a chokehold on the... But that's neither here nor there. Yeah, no doubt. My pitch today is The Mandalorian. It's on Disney+. Plus. I know you saw this coming a mile away. Sure, yeah. You're going to have to get down and dirty with, with some Star Wars. For a scale of 1 to 10... What is your Star Wars fan level? Man, it's weird because it would be super high if it weren't for people who have a super high number. So like, I just okay. feel like <laughs> I really, really love it. And I just, I 
also don't feel like I can keep up with, uh, some, some other people. And so it makes me fall down the number list. So I'd say like six. Okay. I mean, I would consider myself a 10 without being too braggy or anything. I don't know. Sure. Like I, I, I'm a pretty big fan and I am also not a huge fan of some of the things Disney has done to star Wars. So I'm a, I'm a purist. I like the original trilogy, the best Yeah. Disney did some good things pooped around a lot. I'll say the Mandalorian is probably one of my favorite things that Disney has done with star Wars though. Mm. It, um, starts a little slow. There's two seasons starts a little slow. The end of the first season is great. And then season two is awesome. Mm. It's and then they have uh, recently released a spinoff called The Book of Boba Fett, which is also good. Oh, interesting. But if you're a Star Wars fan at all, I've talked to lots of different people, you know, super fans and casual fans. Lots of people really enjoy this show. I loved it. Um, It's a different it's just a different take on the Star Wars universe. And it, again, is one of the better things Disney has done. How do you hold it up against the Avengers shows? It's the best series that Disney has released. Interesting. Yeah, that's On, super helpful. Since Disney, since Disney Plus has launched, it is my favorite show that they've done. Yeah. Yeah. Very that's, interesting. That's, I can say that confidently. I'm trying to think of all the Marvel stuff, but this is better, especially when you factor in season two and everything. I mean, yeah, it's better. Very cool. Well, Anthony, quick hits. What are you watching? Anything fun? Anything new? Well, I, you know, it's funny. We've watched a couple new shows for the podcast. And so I, the, my quick hits are a part of our episodes. The only thing I want to say, I want to follow up breaking news on Pam and Tommy. It's still a leave it alone. I'm, I'm saying leave. I let, listen. Are there new episodes I, trickling out? I thought it was done. No, no, no. What? It's not done yet. There's a, there's one more episode coming. It's I'm It's I, still leave it alone though. Yeah. Man, I I just can't let things go once I started. You can't stop once I started as things. Yeah. So I'm a completionist. Yes. So I don't know why I'm doing this to myself, but like I said before, the premise is Pam was massively screwed over and it was a horrible thing that happened to her and I'm done. That that was it. No no reason to make a whole series out of it. I do, I don't think it's as good. It the reason it's Making me so upset is because I think some people are giving it like rave reviews and I can't figure out why. And then the only other thing, because I haven't been watching a ton lately, I was curious, how, how are you feeling about baseball right now? I know that's not quite a quick hit, but at least at the time of this recording, let me tell you, we don't have an agreement. Let me tell you, if you are going to upset someone like me, someone who it would literally take a truck driving over me to get me to sever my relationship with the Reds and with yeah. baseball. If yeah. you're going to upset someone like me, you have done yeah. something wrong. Yeah. You have done something wrong. Yes. And I'm going to put this right smack dab at the feet of Major League Baseball. Yeah. I think the players have been mistreated for a while now. I think the owners are all loaded, stuffing their pockets. It's collusion. It's It needs to be broken up. Antitrust exemption is, is outdated at this point with these owners. Woo. Yeah. You asked me the wrong question. <laughs> yeah, it's it's gotten me hot to trot. Yeah, I I feel very similar. I keep thinking like, you guys have run off all the baseball fans anyway. You can't bring in new fans and now you're pissing off they the ones that were ruining this sport. Yeah. Like cut it out. I just want to watch some baseball. Like stop. And, and I, you got your you got your Columbus Crew tickets. I'm like, let's yeah. I, you start following <laughs> FC Cincinnati or something. Like well, there's the, other It's not going to help you at all. <laughs> you know, just they're new. I, I don't know. I get on the. I'm just saying more. they're not doing so hot. As long I as I know, I know what you're saying. Uh, 
All right. My quick hits started a show called uh, suspicion on Apple TV plus I'd say, skip it. It's, Mm. it's a whodunit. And I can absolutely say this with confidence since we just recorded our only murders in the building episode. There are better whodunits out there. <laughs> Leave this alone. Nice. Update on Vikings Valhalla. Not as good as the original series. Oh, interesting. It started you were, out you okay. Were all about it. Yeah. 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 There's some good things about it, but it's not as there isn't a character like Ragnar. So it's oh, just yeah. it falls apart a little bit for me. Also, just saw the new Batman movie. Awesome. It's awesome. And that had me, that kind of got me back into some of the, um, I love the Batman animated series and some of the Batman animated movies. The the new movie that just came out has some elements that remind me of those movies. They're all streaming on HBO Max. Mm. They're absolutely worth watching. It's not like your seventh grade afternoon Batman. I mean, these are, these are awesome movies. They just happen to be animated, so get past that. I like and, my seventh grade. Oh, no, I love it Batman. too. I love it too. But if you're th- sitting there thinking like, I don't, why would I watch a cartoon when I can watch the real? Because they're great. Well, they're so great. yeah, it's similar to that Spider Verse thing, right? <laughs> that doesn't need my help at all. That's yeah, no, I know. On its own merit is amazing. Man, but that's it. That's I, it. I'm just so curious about. I don't know what happened to me, but I don't know why. I like. I don't have the energy for a new Batman. I don't know why. I'll watch it. I just, I'm just like, everybody's raving about it. I'm just like, I, I. here's the problem. It's, it was, uh, it's Batfleck and, um, Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. And a couple of those things took a big dump. It might on be Batman. It might be Joker actually. Yeah. You're if right. it, if the last thing we had seen was, um, Nolan Batman, you know, that was dark Knight was 2008 rises was 10 or 11, I don't know. Real, real soon thereafter. If that was the last thing we had seen, I guarantee like more people would be on board with this. But critics are on board with this. They love it. I know that's not the end all, but it's unlike any Batman you've ever seen. I don't know how else to. It's just it's a great it's a great experience. Hmm. I the also Batman, I don't love Robert Pattinson. Yeah, I don't, but he's so good in this. All right, yeah. Have you seen? I mean, is the last thing you've seen with him Twilight? I haven't even seen Twilight. I don't know if I've okay. ever seen. I mean, anything but is that the last thing it? you've remembered? Yeah, that's but like he. As far okay, as I so know, that, he's only ever been in Twilight. Yeah. If he's still Edward Cullen in your mind, you've got some catching up to do. He's done a lot of great things since then. Like what? Like the Lighthouse. Like um, there was a Safdie Brothers movie that he did, or an A twenty four that he did. I think it's called Good Time. Awesome. It is called Good Time. Oh, is Safdie uh, that, uh, Uncut Gems? Yeah, Safdie's Uncut thing. Gems. But the A24, yeah, the A24 movie with Robert Pattinson is called Good Time, and it's it's insanely good. It's really good. Uh, but he's grown up a lot. You'd be surprised. Right. You'd be shocked That's how good he is as Batman. Yeah. We're off the rails. <laughs> it's the baseball thing, man. You got me hot to try. <laughs> I'm I'm more fired I'm a, up about that than anything. I know. I wish I was this, I wish I was this fired up during the Only Murders episode. I know. We didn't have a baseball. We don't have a baseball podcast, but I, I thought I'd bring it up because, you know. We, we watch it, so it's, it, time. it's part of our TV watching experience, so. Yeah. Yeah. Or not right now, it's not, because they can't get it together. Those jerks. Those jerks.